this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Maybe you hung their posters on your wall. Maybe you scribbled lyrics from their songs in your notebook. Maybe you stood in line outside their concerts hoping to catch a glimpse of them arriving to the venue. Or maybe you just really liked their music and thought they were kind of cute. Boy bands, pop music's leading renewable resource. Those adorable <laughs> faces and heavenly harmonies have been a key component of the music industry since at least the 1950s. And now the great pop culture debate wants to know, what is the best boy band of all time? I'm going to launch an adult male Hanson cover band and call it Manson. No, no, just heard it. I can see how that won't work. Anyway, I'm your host, Eric Resniak, and please welcome my panel for this episode. If she doesn't get her way, she's going to say bye, bye, bye. Please welcome back Amy Pilot. Hello, and I will. I've threatened it before. <laughs> I'll walk yes. away. Yes. She hasn't done that yet, though. We're waiting to see what happens. Uh, he'd like to thank his agent, his mother, Jesus, and of course, Papa Lou. <laughs> Bob Berlin back is here. Thanks for having me. I had so many liquid dreams about being here. <laughs> oh, I hope you mopped up. Oh, nope. I just heard it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my God, she's back again. It's Kara Austin. Brother, sisters, everybody sing. Yeah. Am I sexual? Yeah. Like yeah. You're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so before we get to the debate, how does this work? First, we made a poll of more than 70 notable boy bands from the 1950s up through the 2020s. Note that for our purposes, we defined a boy band as an all-man band with more than two members that created pop or pop-adjacent music, and it had to have been widely considered a boy band. And if you think that definition will not be sorely tested during this debate, <laughs> you would be right. More than 40 people took the poll. We tallied their votes, ranked the picks by popularity, and added them to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other, all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? You can head to greatpopculturedebate.com and go to the polls and brackets section. There you'll find the downloadable listener brackets for this and every episode of our little show. Do your picks match up with ours? Do our picks show you the meaning of being lonely? Let us know by dropping a comment on this episode at our website or by yelling at us on social media. And lastly, if you're curious about how we went from the top 32 down to the SUNY 16, become a Patreon supporter of our podcast. Our Patreons at the $5 level or higher get exclusive access to the warm-up slash part ones for each episode in which we work our way through all of round one. It's like a whole bonus episode for each topic, and it includes arguments you will not hear anywhere else. And it's only one of our great Patreon perks, so consider supporting us on Patreon today. And with all of that out of the way, let's go straight to the debates. First up, it looks like it's going to be ultimate number one NSYNC, but Bob is tearing up our hearts by pushing five seed BB Mac. Bob, explain yourself. Amy, explain why Justin, JC, Joey, Lance, and the other one are all you ever wanted. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have Amy go first. Can I pause here for a second? <laughs> sure. I, have I have zero desire to push BB Mac forward <laughs> over NSYNC. Oh, that's right. Uh, in the first one, he was going to push together the parody boy band. That's what we he was pushing, and they went out. So are we unanimous then in advancing NSYNC? 
I, I think so. I, I'm there. I will happily save my arguments for later. They yeah, are plentiful. Let's have her save the argument because I'm coming for her later. <laughs> okay, great. And I'm excited for that because I think I know what you're up to, Mr. Erlenbach. So <laughs> this time it's Amy on the outs as she wants to give us one more night, una noche, with two seed 98 degrees, while the rest of the panel wants to say hey, hey to the monkeys, a three seed. Amy, see if you can warm up the panel to 98 degrees' temperature. Kara, explain why you were a daydream believer for the monkeys i'm gonna have kara go first so the monkeys i is probably the first boy band i was aware of um and they they fit that the what we've been looking at some of the 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 characteristics as far as like they were they were put together they were packaged to be this response to the beatles but also to have this you know have this situation comedy series and they were mostly vetted as musicians and it, it seemed like kind of a recipe for disaster as far as like this wasn't probably going to work that well but they were a hit they have great chemistry that you know their tv show is legit funny like it's really it even holds up pretty well now um and then they played the music that was kind of made for them to begin at the beginning but they were you know a few of them were legitimate musicians especially um you know, like Michael Nesmith is a legit musician. And so, you know, as they took more creative control, it got more fun and a bit more weird and like more legitimate. And they've got like solid bops. Um, Last Train to Clarksville, I'm a believer, uh, dear Daydream Believer. Like they're, they're just really good, fun songs. Um, and <laughs> this is going to sound goofy. Like most boy bands are are five, but I feel like they're a perfect four. And they kind of remind me of the Ninja Turtles. So this <laughs> Hold on with me. Because oh, we have, okay. So we have Michael Nesmith always remind me of Raphael because he's cool but rude because he was a little, too, like, he was a little too cool for being in that. Like, you know, he just didn't quite fit in. Um, Peter Tork, for a reason, I felt like was a kind of a nerd like Donatello. Uh, Mickey Dolenz is a goofball like Michelangelo. And then we have Davy Jones, who's like the natural leader and very charismatic like Leonardo. So I feel like it just has that magic of four. And when we talk about like teenage heartthrobs, Davy Jones, how much like how many underwear like pairs of women's panties landed at his feet? Like the screams. Whenever you see stuff like you know, it sounds terrible, but like you know, because for me it's a long time ago. But like you know, when they went someplace, Davy Jones was like you know, like the Justin Timberlake of his time. And they have a longevity. I mean, up in we were supposed to go see them to see um, uh, Mickey Dolenz and Michael Nesmith play in november like they are the last or they were at that time the last two surviving and r.i.p to michael nesmith who passed away not long after um so they've stuck around they've you know remained relevant and they've you know for the the surviving members they've kind of done their own thing and like again i i was turned on to michael nesmith by matt my husband who's a huge fan and like again legit, they turn into legit musicians it, it kind of like transcended but still like yeah they're just a perfect boy band that is a very compelling argument. And didn't one of them invent something really important? Michael Nesmith's mother invented whiteout. That's what it yep. is. Thank you. <laughs> Betty knew, Nesmith. I knew somewhere along the line there was like an, an invention that actually changed like business life. I thought it was post-its, but that's obviously no, Romeo and Michelle. Like Fry of the 3M Corp. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you saying, Kara? I was like, I have to say, that's like how I invented post-its. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I really love your Ninja Turtle analogy. And you left out the pout that they were actually managed by a gigantic rat. Um, Amy, what about <laughs> 98 degrees? Um, okay, so this is also a four, not a five. Um, and 
98 degrees to me the, the monkeys are are before me um and so that to me again I, I i said it um in the in the patreon episode you know there is something like the monkeys to me were grown men when i was a child 98 degrees now that is a boy band that is a hot boy band three out of four super out of four. hot yep super hot um yep. and and to this day super hot the Lachey brothers have some excellent jeans and I don't know what Jeff Timmons does or did over the past like 20 years but like he should bottle that and sell it along with Paul Rudd so um Jeff Timmons was actually the I think that they have an interesting story also because they weren't created by like an outsider like Jeff Timmons who is one of the members of 98 Degrees brought the other three guys from Ohio on board with him. Um, I think they're cheesy. Like, I think they're great boy band cheesy. I think they're good. Um, Una Noche, like, couldn't be four whiter boys. (laughs) Referencing Spanish, because maybe it's like a sexy language, but like they went for it and it worked for me. It's fine. Um, also they were on the Mulan soundtrack, which is very exciting alongside Christina Aguilera. I believe they were produced by Babyface. They sang with Mariah. They were on Amy Grant's Christmas special. Like they were like checking the boxes, um, in the nineties and the two thousands. And then, and then Jessica Simpson, right? Like ma- the Yoko Ono of the 98 Yoko degrees. Ono of ninety eight degrees. Probably their downfall. They still they were just on the ABC boy band Christmas special, so they're still around. Nick Lachey has made a wild comeback in all of the um, hosting that he does. Uh, Love is Blind season two premiering, I believe next weekend or probably (laughs) just premiered, dropped on Netflix for those of you listening. Um, To me, they were much more of a boy band than the monkeys. Again, my approach at this bracket is not necessarily on the talent or um, who is the better band, but for to me, it's who is the boy band and 98 degrees is the boy band to me. So, but Bob, I think I, I would like to point out one thing that I am not of the generation of the monkeys. I wanted to make sure that was clear. <laughs> um, so, where it escapes, like where they get around that for me, though, is that because they had a television show, when the way I was introduced to them was in that TV show. So, it's like a little time capsule of when they were boys, like, you know, they're late teens, early 20s. Maybe they're, who knows back then when that was. Um, but I want to say when they're in 98 degrees, I feel like when 90 degrees showed up somewhere is because two phone calls went unanswered. And so they were the third shot. <laughs> I, I was going to make the argument like 98 degrees is the whole mom. Can we have NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? And it's no, you have NSYNC and Backstreet Boys at home. And what's actually at home is 98 degrees. Like literally they are the great value version of those bands. Like right down to NSYNC, Justin Timberlake, Britney and and 98 Degrees, uh, Nick Lachey, and Jessica Simpson. Like, it could not be, like, the copy of the copy of the copy. I mean, you even get one less. Like, they were just like, <laughs> we're not going to even bother with the fifth guy. It doesn't matter. Exactly. No, and you had the one guy you did not mention. It was Justin, is it Jeffries? Jeff, yeah. yeah. I think it's Jeff yeah, something. 
I, I, I assume he's he looks the base. like the Twitter profile of someone who's arguing against masks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he needs on glasses. It's so true. And an American I, flag. I mean, he may be a perfectly nice person, but I'm, I'm just sure like, he's not. For, for, for as good as the other three look and have aged, in his own time, it was just like, oh, it's the whatever, Kevin Farley or whatever he said his name was. It's that, yeah. you know, they all had that one. They all had that one. Except Factory Boy. Oh, I oh, know. they had that one. We'll get to that. But um, <laughs> my feeling is, uh, but Bob, you go first. I want to hear your your thoughts. Are you with monkeys or are you with ninety eight degrees? I, I think I'm with the monkeys. The ninety eight degrees like made zero impact on me. I think um, Amy has brought this up before. I think they're more men than boys in this scenario. They definitely look a little bit different, or um, uh, maybe maybe it, for me, maybe it's a straight girl thing, and I'm I, I like the. <laughs> like the the more boy band um look um the monkeys i think kara made a really good point with regards to the monkey songs are really good you remember you you remember them i can remember them you can you can sing along to them very easily i don't remember many of the 98 degrees songs and i think the the whole great value argument about um 98 degrees fits um i think to amy's point they were checking all the boxes and they were checking them quickly because i think they knew that their time as was not really going to be very long um, because there was too many other juggernauts out there at the time. Um, I will say, Amy, you did a great job arguing for them. Like everything you said is true. I, um, they are the beefiest of the boy bands, which that's what I was going for. Yeah, Sorry. and I love yeah. it. Like I'm, and I love in. a good beefy boy. Like, Absolutely. Uh, and and like for me, they're they're like those three. Like God bless the other one. Really, God bless him. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you have my sympathy because that must suck. Like, hello, here's this band, and three quarters of them are brutally hot, and you're stew or whatever Good it is thinking singing yeah. i don't know I, I a lovely a lovely fifth alternate um but uh they were hot they were beefy they looked like male gymnasts um that is yes. such a compliment for me and um i think that's all great but in terms of their their music like i was listening to it this week and i was just like you mentioned babyface produced them but i was like this is really cheaply produced these sound like demos their their singing's excellent they're, like they're they're very good vocalists um timmons especially is really good um but their their the production values are 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 cheaper than the other big boy bands and they just seem kind of like the also rans in the 90s boy band kind of sweepstakes. I love the fact, and this is something we discussed in, in the first part, that the decisions that you're going to be hearing on this are so intensely swayed by the individual panelists' backgrounds. There's a lot of nostalgia that goes into this and our generational elements. I, in fact, I'm looking at boy bands from a different generation as a reason to advance them because I don't want it to just be 90s early 2000s boy bands and like the elite eight um and I think the monkeys are a great in, uh introduction for that not just because they're from a different generation but because they did have really great songs and Carrie you kind of nailed it they were meant to be a joke band but hilariously actually ended up making really good music I find that to be such a gas you know like good for them um I think that means it is three to one in the advantage of the monkeys. So I'm sorry, Amy, you're not getting your way on this one. It, it, it's totally okay. I'm glad they soared through and I'm glad we were able to talk about them. They are really a solid third choice in boy bands. So. Drew Lachey has really pretty eyes. Uh, they are a very pretty group of boys. <laughs> they really are. 
I don't disagree with that at all. Next, our sole unanimous decision in round two, as one seed, the Backstreet Boys, once again got their way against four seed, all for one. Three quarters of the panel wanted to mbop along with two seed Hanson, but Bob thinks that three seed One Direction has the best songs ever. Bob, explain to us why everyone else in the room can see that 1D is beautiful, while I stand aghast at your betrayal of Hanson and ask, where is the love? Uh, Bob, go ahead. So this one comes down to a very basic argument for me. And I think, you know, I have seen Hanson five times. I think it might be more than five, but I can only remember five on as I'm thinking about it right now. I absolutely love Hanson. I own almost all of their albums. I know and can sing to most of their songs. They have so many terrific and amazing songs. Um, they had a moment where it was the Mbop Middle of Nowhere album where they were really soaring and soaring high. Um, and really hitting very hard. It was 97, 96, 97. 97. Um, when this was, yeah, 97, because I knew I was a senior in high school. I can associate these things. Um, so, you know, it, it was it was a big moment for them. They really hit and they hit hard with that song. It was a song of the summer. It was really, really infectious. Um, and, you know, but ultimately, yes, they went through the, the, the mill, the cycle of going to concert or doing the concerts, the big concert tour, Screaming Girls, all of those things. But at the end of the day, that is not them. Um, and I really think truly when I think about what a boy band is, um, is that for me, it's traditionally five is what I always think of. But it's really them leaning into the manufactured quality of, of songs, um, the screaming girls, the big concert venues, all of those things. And at the end of the day, that's really not the direction Hanson really wanted or wanted to go. I think they may have gotten some of the sparkle in their eye of some big money and some quick money, um, but really stuck to their guns in the end and in knowing what they wanted to be as a band. Their sophomore album really didn't hit very well, but the songs are so good. And maybe that has something to do with kind of how they kind of faded into their direction of, of that. But when I think about One Direction, another manufactured band through a competition series, truly a boy band considered one of the, you know, in the last you know, 10 years, right? Like one of the biggest boy bands to, to really hit and really kind of make an impact in recent years, aside from, you know, since the generation of the NSYNCs and the, and the Backstreet Boys, um, they are absolutely a boy band at the end of the day. That's what they want. That's what they went for. I get, yes, I get that they are broken up at this point because they all wanted to do their individual things. But at the time, that was what they were actively pursuing and going for and wanted to have for themselves um as obviously as they matured and got older i think they decided and realized they needed to do other things to continue to to stay viable but that's really my argument and i said i guess it was basic but i really got deep on that <laughs> in a couple of different ways but i love hansen till the end of time but I, I i just need to give it more to the boy band in this case you did actually go deep. And I have to tell you, Bob, you may have swayed me, which is shocking. So my assumption going into this was his argument was going to be Hanson is not a boy band because it's um, a it's not a like crafted band. It's three brothers. And this is one of the things that I think both Amy and Kara talked about in, in round one, which is like, if you're a family band, I don't consider you to be a boy band. I still do. To me, like it's that. Did you have screaming fandoms? Right. Um and that's not even an entirely accurate a description of my, my rubric, but it's part of it. Um, but Bob, you make a really great point. Like 1D is very much a crafted boy band from a reality TV competition. The five guys who have the harmonies, they are a super group. And they were to that 
I'm going to say they're late aughts, early teens. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Early, early teens, I think. Early teens. So they are to that generation after us, what the new kids on the block slash Backstreet Boys were to our generations. They absolutely were. There's no question. And Hanson is a little bit different. They were huge for that one album. They were very much on the Tiger Beats, on the teen magazines. They had temporary tattoos, a calendar. They had a fan club with its own magazine. Like to me, they they had all the trappings of a boy band. Even if they didn't want it, they benefited from it. So I do believe that they are worthy of consideration. However, you make a compelling argument that advancing them over One Direction is almost erasing that next generation's primary boy mm-hmm. band. And I think that's very true. Amy, where are you on this? I I um I, I'm actually I have been swayed. Um, so I'm no longer going to vote for Hansen for all of those reasons you just said. Um I have no affinity for One Direction because they came after me, but I do agree that Hansen is a little bit the anti-boy band um, and would not want to win this bracket. They don't want to be on this list. I believe one of them has like eight children. Um, Thousands and thousands of children. So many children. He is like, he would much rather be on the best Christian pop group list than the best boy band. And so... Yeah, I'll go One Direction, even though I I don't really care about them. Kara, what about you? I have also been swayed for all the reasons folks have mentioned. I like, I think when I picked Hanson, like, so when, you know, because again, you mentioned like the timing of this, Hanson was was getting big same time, like Backstreet and and Sync were too. And I feel like I had picked my sides where I was like, always Backstreet Boys, sometime NSYNC, but <clears throat> fuck these guys like <laughs> it wasn't for me like I, I i didn't buy into it um but now i i've come as as i've grown older and you know the the got you know i, I feel like when especially i got my 30s i was way more like i don't have hard opinions on these things like i know what i like but i like that you like what you like and so i'm cool with it you know with the handsome music and they've got one of the most dedicated followings yeah which they really do a lot for them like it's wild. Like one of my really good friends um, is has been has gone to I don't know. I I want to say like fifty Hanson shows. I feel like she'd yell at me, go like, "No, it's really a hundred and something." I forgot um, that she was a, a Fanson. Yeah, Laura. Yeah, is that a um, word? I, if it's not, it is now. It is yeah. now. Like, and as I I don't share that love, I respect it. So like that, you know, there's something to that if you if that many people are that passionate about it. But I I. I I, I follow what Bob's Bob said. It's like, yeah, they're not really, they're not a boy band and kind of the rubric we're kind of, we're still forming as we go along through this. And I don't think they'd want to be. Um, I want to respect that. Yeah. Bob, you were going to say something? Can I, can I just say, I think this is a really in, interesting pair up or maybe a good example of the pair up to say, if you want to sit here and argue who's the best band, well, Hanson's going to walk away with that, right? But we need to walk that fine line of understanding, formulating in that boy band aspect to that. Um, and I think there's some other pairings on this bracket that fall into this thing too, where, where you kind of need to sort out, okay, they are a great band because they make great music. Um, but how do they fit into the debate that we're going through today? 
Yeah, that's fair. I think and, there are boy bands and there are bands of boys. Yes, and I think that is going to be a recurring theme, so buckle up on that one, folks. I will also make the argument, if you have not listened to Hanson Music since 1997, they actually have some great songs. They're very talented musicians. Um, and Get the Girl Back, I, I adore. It's it's a great song. Um, next up, so we are advancing One Direction. Next up, Beantown's own New Kids on the Block, a one seed, is currently set to advance over K-pop phenomenon, BTS, a five seed. But Kara wants to light that decision up like dynamite. Kara, explain to the elder millennials in the room why BTS is the future of boy bands. Amy, get on the floor and do the new kids dance. I'm going to have Kara go first. My husband rags on me so much about this. I love BTS. They're great. This has been like a pandemic thing. And it's just, I I don't follow the band intensely i just like i can throw their music on and i'm gonna feel better at like about it at the end of the day and i love like i feel like such an old person talk about this but i love that there's like eight different versions of the same song <laughs> and i love that like, so one will be like the holiday version of dynamite and it's just there's jingle bells in the background yes <laughs> yes it's so strange but it's like it, it just puts me in a really good mood i have like a you know like the the Darkest days of this pandemic. I created this this um, playlist that just was like a mood a mood booster, and they have like three songs on there. And I got I got into them by like it's the, it's the most elder millennial way to get. I heard them talked. They were talked about on NPR. Oh god! <laughs> and I heard a snippet of Dynamite, and I was like, "Well, that sounds like fun." And then I was like, "This is great. I love it." And so again, this is like with um, uh, I think it was in in the in the Patreon show talk about like I want to honor and respect the next generation in this case like the next generation next generation's boy bands and it's like they're everywhere they have a mcdonald's meal after them they you do. know they're you know remember their bts army like reserved all those tickets to the trump rally and so the, <laughs> sta- the stadium was empty like, i will is- give them that by the way i just want to say like if they move forward yeah. because of that i'm okay with it like it's it's so like their songs are so much fun. They're so like they're earworms, and I again it's like I just, I love the community that's been built around it. I don't know that I'm part of it because I'm not their demographic clearly, but I appreciate that. And I think it's and a part of me is just like for so often for so long we were like our America was the one like manufacturing pop groups and sending them out, and I'm so cool with it being <clears throat> someone of another country's turf. Totally. Um, and getting to see what they, you know, what what other places in the world share, and it's awesome. It, They're fun. It, it, <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent cosign all of that. Amy, what about the new kids? Okay, I I'm gonna, you know, I could let ninety eight degrees go. I could I could care less about other people. New kids on the block, like <laughs> I slept with all five members of that band because they were on my sheets. <laughs> they were on my sheets they were my my sleeping bag like this this it's a coming of age moment so like again you have to look at how you approach the bracket for a best boy band this was they were an awakening and i saw them i mentioned it earlier i saw them as an adult as a grown-ass woman um in 2019 i went to a new kids on the block concert they have grown up with us. They have embraced their magic mic. They they are looking good. And they danced. They danced the way that they were not probably allowed to dance when there were minors in the room 25 years ago. They danced that way now. 
they rapped. Donnie Wahlberg was brought in because they were like, hey, you're Marky Mark's little brother. Let's start with you. You could rap. You're awesome. They got some some other solid, you know, Boston representation with the Knight Brothers um, and with the other guy, with the Danny guy. And then they brought in baby Joey McIntyre. Um, fun fact, because they wanted to have that baby like Michael Jackson, because as we've spoken about, the Jackson 5 kind of like a, a turning point for some of these boy bands. So they wanted to have a baby boy at the front. Um, hard for him to uh, affiliate with the band and like get in with the crew. Um, but And they didn't have the best opening they didn't have the best like start to their movement but once hang and tough dropped they were they were golden hang and tough step by step i mean these guys paved the way for in sync and backstreet boys and 98 degrees and they paved the way for bts um so you wouldn't have bts if it wasn't for nkotv um in my opinion. Um, also like my, my six-year-old listens, um, to BTS at this point, which is a little weird. So to me, they they are, they're going to be her, they're going to be her awakening. They're going to be her. I don't think she actually knows what they look like. She only knows the kids bops version of their songs right now, which is a little odd, but, um, it'll be different for them at that age. But to me, new kids on the block is, I mean, really, probably they're my second ultimate boy band. I will, I will, I will reserve the rest of my thoughts until a later, a later area. All right, Bob, where are you on this one? So as I thought through a lot of this bracket, I thought my brain like keeps visualizing a timeline and you've got the, you've got the Beatles, you've got the Jackson five, you've got NKOTB, you've got Backstreet Boys NSYNC, you've got, one direction now you've got bts and to me like one kind of leads to the other um but i think there's something unique and different about nkotb because i i feel like at that time they were put together in such a way that they they kind of defined a business model of of um boy bands they kind of really define like to me i don't think that term probably existed before them um maybe it did maybe it did not but like i think they it was a ooh, ooh, that aha, that moment of, oh, okay, what's this? And how can I make money off of it? Um, and I think BTS is, you know, they're certainly tr- in in this vein of boy band, right? To me, it's a too new to rate sort of situation. I'm not a I'm not a fan. I don't really follow them all that much. I've heard some of their songs here and there. And I know that the the current generation is kind of leaning towards them right now, but what will we be talking about them with the same kind of reverence of that we do with NKO TB? I'm not sure that we will. I, I, I am welcome to be proved wrong five, 10 years from now, 100%. Um, but I, there's almost too much to Kara's point. There's almost too much repetition. There's almost too much formula to it to make me be able to really connect with it on any sort of important level Maybe other people do. Maybe it's just a me thing. I don't know. But really, that's why I would lean towards NKOTB in this scenario. Um, I don't think it is uh, just you. Like, it is deliberately, there's a system in, in mm-hmm. the K-pop. Like, and, and K-pop is, it's only going to get bigger, I think. K-pop and J-pop. Sure. Um, and I love that. As uh, Kara said, like, I'm so excited. Like, hey, we're passing the torch and we get to actually 
consume another culture's uh, pop culture as opposed to just ours and the Brits, right? Um, but like that K-pop, it is a farm. And they have extremely rigid rules about what the various members of their groups, whether it be boy bands or girl groups, are allowed to do, how to look, how to express themselves. It is very, very regimented. So I can understand why you're like, there's something about it that's hard for me to connect with, unlike, say, the NKOTB model, which was there are archetypes and they every band has to fill those archetypes or something near it. But there's kind of some room for personality in there. And there's no personality in the K-pop world that I'm aware of. And people can come for me. And this is the thing. This is your grandpa. And he's standing on the lawn. And he's shaking his fist at the clouds, right? If you're listening to this and and you were born after the year 2000, I totally get it. I'm showing you my old man cred. Um, I do love, as Kara said, I love BTS. I think they're great. I do think five, ten years from now, we will look back at them the way that, say, Amy looks back at NKOTB. But for this particular bracket, even though I think they're the future, I can't say that for now. And there is something interesting that you mentioned about timeline, Bob. If you you you, you can trace them from the Beatles to like Bay City Rollers, technically become after Beatles, and to um, Jackson Five. But between Jackson 5 and NKOTB, there was kind of nothing in mm-hmm. the boy band, except for Menudo, which totally was active in the early 1980s. But if you were in white bread America, you did not know Menudo. Sorry. Like, uh, you just didn't. So NKOTB kind of formed out of nothing. Nature abhors a vacuum. Never more true than with boy bands. So I do think there's something special about them besides just being the forefront to, like, the 90s boy bands. I think there actually is a legitimate cultural specialness to them. Um, Kara, are you going to be upset if we advance them over BTS? I'm I'm fine with that. I'm looking to the future. You guys look to the past. That's cool. That is That's literally cool. what we're I doing. Love, I love that for all of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> new new I, kids on the block is not my past. It is my present. Um, so And your future. Because I still, I, I watch the show Blue Bloods on CBS almost, <laughs> almost entirely for Donnie Wahlberg, religiously. I love being on episodes with Amy. <laughs> I put it all out there. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't hide. I, I wrestle with his Jenny McCarthy thing. I, I know. Really I, wrestle. I, I put that part of it aside. Yeah, I understand. I get it. Again, the artist versus the art. So with that being said, we were evenly split between OG boy band, The Beatles, a two seed, and reality show boy band, Concoction, O-Town, a three seed. I will explain why I need help to advance The Beatles, while Bob argues that eliminating O-Town, much like love, should be a crime. I'm sorry, I did not do that anywhere good as the actual angel. <laughs> Bob, you go. I don't have much for this one, Eric. Um, I, You know, I think I, I talked about the timeline, right? And I think O-Town comes in at a, as, at a certain time of, of boy bands where, you know, it was the NSYNC, it was the Backstreet Boys era. And I think it really fell into that true, like, crystallization of true boy bands i you know i just argued obviously about the the uh, the nkotb piece of it i think that's the like the like the seeds of where we were going and i think o-town hits it in its stride um over the beatles and i i get where i get that the beatles are a band made up of boys i don't know as though the term identify was something that 
was true at that time. I get that they were, I get the phenomenon piece completely get that um, because it was something new and different in, in, you know, in what the, what the country needed and, and what the world needed at that time. Um, but when I'm thinking again, when, when it comes to the boy band piece to it, I, I would push O-Town forward. I get it. They're not a better band. Um, and I might be in a losing battle here. Um, but that's that, I guess that's really what I have to say about that's what I have to say about that. Marry me, Ashley. <laughs> right now, I'm losing. Right now, Amy and, and Kara are both Team O-Town. And I have to ask them, I'm assuming it's because you don't believe that the Beatles qualify as a boy band, correct? That, Amy? That, yes. Yeah, that would be my my answer. Yeah, I, I, that's my assumption because I don't they think... Ascended, and, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's still time. Maybe O-Town get there. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> Spoiler. I would just say this, and I know you haven't spoken for them yet. But to me, something that's quintessential about the boy band, and I, I mean this lovingly, as I just spoke about my love for New Kids on the Block, they they aren't musicians. Um, Correct. The Beatles play instruments. Donnie Wahlberg wasn't banging the drums. Like, they were just singing behind synthesized music. And I'm, I'm not diminishing the power of the boy band, but to me, the Beatles are... are surpass boy band actually to to defend like the monkeys in this i think it's i I would just add the asterisk they're not hired to be musicians if they become musicians it's despite everything else and i would argue that if you're using that as part of your rubric then you have to take out the jonas brothers you have to take out hansen i did i know you did um (laughs) you have to take out the jackson five they all played the musician their their own instruments as well but uh, so i hear all those arguments and and i i let me say this i'm not going to be upset if we lose the beatles here because literally no one on this podcast is saying that o-town is a better band or act than the beatles none of us are saying that not even bob right bob that's correct. Right. It still feels very weird, though. <laughs> to have them advance over the Beatles. Yeah. I just have to think of some of the, I, I truly have to think of some of the hallmarks of boy band and who's got the, the most of those, who checks most of those boxes. And to me, that's O-Town. It, it just feels weird. It does feel weird. And, and I'm not going to be mad if the Beatles go out here. But I will say this, that if you read musical criticism, um, and like this is an actual thing like the Beatles are widely regarded by like music critics as the original boy band and it is not the the whether or not they play instruments is not the differentiating factor it is the group of young men who are like late teens early 20s who are doing pop rock music who have a very intense cult-like following and there was no cult-like following that has ever come close to the Beatles. I looked this up. When they came to America and performed on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1964, 73 million people turned in to watch them. That was two-fifths of the entire United States population. That is absurd. When they went home to Heathrow Airport, 10,000 fans swarmed them like NSYNC could never like there has never been anything like the Beatles. And I don't think there ever there will be anything like the Beatles. There was um, only like three channels at there, the time. Well, so there wasn't. <laughs> there also weren't that many just, TV sets. I wonder about this too. It's just with the, the different eras. Like, could you show up at a recording studio and not play an instrument and be considered eligible to be in a band? Like, you know, was anybody going to, they weren't, you know, I don't know. Were they 
I, I can't think of musicians from that time or after that time where someone wasn't playing an instrument if with the exception of someone was just a singer and then there was a backing right you know group but if you were going to be a group you better bring a triangle or something like you had to have at least somebody playing something work that jingle frisbee um i have to say that um (laughs) yeah that's a good good point like the earliest i can think of where you start getting musical acts that are strictly vocalists would be like the four seasons the four tops the temptations um, but those all came after the Beatles, I believe. Someone tell me I'm wrong. I'm, I'm so bad. Is that 50s and the Beatles are 60s? Uh, Regardless, <laughs> the, the point is, that's my argument, that they are considered to be like the original boy band by music critics. And there has never been a fandom like Beatlemania. But I understand, and I'm not mad, that this panel has decided like, no, but when we're talking about boy bands, we're specifically talking about kind of commercially constructed everybody has a role and i guess you could say that about the beatles too but it it was more organic and it's there's almost an element of it of disposability and cheese and i'm not gonna say a lack of talent but kind of a lack of talent when compared to the beatles so amy are you sticking with o-town here uh yes because only because there's power in numbers if i was the only one going against the beatles i'd say that i'd jump on that back bandwagon but (laughs) i Cause I don't want to be the only person that goes against the Beatles. I understand. Like this is heresy. And I, if Kate Reculia is listening to this episode right now, I can hear her screaming through her headphones. Kara, <laughs> um, you're sticking to O-Town. Yeah. I think I was originally down for Beatles, but yeah, like we've kind of created this, what we're calling a boy band and it's their longevity works against them in that. Cause yeah, I don't, and this is hard because it's like, as I sit, you know, as someone who is 39 years old, when I first learned of the Beatles, it wasn't necessarily learning of them when they started. It was all kind of a mishmash of all throughout their careers. I don't know. There is something about the boy band where they hit and they hit big and then it's embarrassing to like them for a short amount of time. And then they come back and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? This was awesome. And there's this nostalgia to it. And I think that's, there's a smile and there's a, there's just this wink when it comes to being a boy band and defining a boy band that I think the Beatles are just regarded as just a phenomenal, phenomenal phenomenon. And just the, one of the greatest bands of all time. Right. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that same kind of, I don't know, up and down of, of yeah. the boy band. I feel like the Beatles had to work, had to work against this. Like, Oh, you guys are just, you know, tea bopper. Like that, isn't that kind of like where tea boppers come yeah. from a term, yep. you know, it's like, you're just, you know, a teeny bopper band. You're not going to be around. And they're like, fuck you listen to this. And <laughs> they kept, you know, so I think they worked, you know, they worked themselves out of it versus like what Bob was saying, like any other boy band we're talking about has their big moment. And then they go away. And then maybe they come back, but when they come back, it's all like, we're all in on this joke. Like we're not that great, but you, you know, we make you think of a better time in your life. Yeah. You I know? think that's actually a really great way to put it is that there is like an inherent nostalgia quality to boy bands that make you think of your teenage years in a very fond way. And I'm sure that is absolutely true for the Beatles, but we recently did the 80s soundtrack episode and there was a very intense argument whether Purple Rain actually belongs as an 80s soundtrack or if it transcends that because it is like an artist's magnum opus. And in that same vein, the Beatles 
transcend being a boy band because they're the greatest band ever on the earth. Yes. You know what I mean? So uh, with that being said, I'm, I'm okay letting them out here. Uh, is everybody else okay with that? We're, we're good to move O-Town forward? Yes. All right. We got to move forward here, we folks. Have on, we have to keep yeah, on we, moving. We've like talked about O-Town far too much. <laughs> Never <laughs> enough. apologizing to the Beatles, but at the end of the day, O-Town wins. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so All many right. rolling in grave. <laughs> in a statement that I literally cannot believe I'm about to read aloud, Boys to Men, a one seed, is currently poised to get bounced in the competition by five seed Menudo. Let so, me repeat that so listeners can firmly grasp what I'm saying. Boys to Men, one of the best-selling boy bands of all time, is about to be beaten by Menudo, literal escandalo. So, Amy, you wanted to jump in there? I, I, I actually am not sure that I do. Um, so I, I stomped for Menudo, Menudo earlier. Um, to me, they are like the definition of boy band. I'm not sure how I did this, but I, I've actually seen Boys to Men. I. I have been to a handful of Z100 Jingle Balls and I stood on the cup holders at Madison Square Garden and swayed back and forth with a lighter in my hand to boys to men. So I'm just going to go out and say immediately, I actually am going to vote for boys to men here. I'm not really sure why I wrote Menudo. I, I do think that they are an, an excellent boy band and really helped um form the genre but boys to men wins for me i'm so glad that you've come to your senses and re- and regained logic um bob and or kara do either one of you want to argue strongly for menudo here not really or is your neither of these <laughs> neither of these are my favorites so i'm just like eh. not particularly i can't go into the boy band definition argument again for right now so yeah. Uh, and so here's what I will say. Because- I would say that, oops, sorry, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Bob. I was just saying that Menudo falls into the BTS category, right? Um, very manu, like that kind of formula manufactured. One goes out, the other comes in. I don't know. And that's my so, argument here is that they're not a boy band. They're an assembly line. Like yeah. literally I, I counted. Do you know how many members of Menudo there were in the 1980s or like like 70s to the 90s? More than 40 more than 40 i'm not joking like that's crazy um and uh, also one goes out and another comes in sounds like a no-town song (laughs) (laughs) god only in my liquid dreams (laughs) (laughs) um but i do think that uh listen i'm not knocking the global importance of nudo they were huge Uh, like latin america that was like one of their leading exports for a while um but in terms of like boys to men was a juggernaut and since it sounds like we're now three to one on this one or at least tied that would mean boys to men would advance because yes. it's the one seed so i'm going to save my argument till round three finally in round two it's bros versus bros as two seed the jackson five is currently set to fall to three seed the jonas brothers kara explain why we are suckers if we eliminate the joe bros i will explain why we should stop and advance the jackson five because the love we save may be our own kara you go first so it at this, I feel like we're rehashing it again. Like for me, the Jackson Five don't feel like a boy band. Um, again, it's for I kind of I don't I don't want to go and rehash my same argument. I guess I'll just like hit the bullet points. Um, they're a family band. They have an actual child, and there's so much messed up stuff that happened that continue to happen later. I feel weird voting for them, and with the Jonas Brothers, they feel more boy band. They have this you know this 
screaming stadiums of fans. And again, it's a, it's the torch pass for me. Like the, you know, after the Backstreet Boys, I feel like they were the next big thing. And, and they totally were. Um, it's This one is a difficult matchup because if your argument has been, well, they're not a boy band because it's a family band, they're both family bands and both of them played instruments. Um, That's true. But also, like, I feel like they, they're manufactured in a way because, you know, somewhat, you know, Joe Jackson wanted to get, you know, make money off his kids who could sing well and Disney Channel wanted to make money off Jonas Brothers. Sure. Yeah. And I think if the Jackson five had come along in the early two thousands, they would have had a Disney show. They would have had the sheets. They would have had everything else. Instead in the seventies, they were performing in Las Vegas as children. So it's a little bit weird. Um, I do want to take it to Bob. Where are you on this one? Um, can I vote for NKOTBSB? You cannot. Oh, darn. Okay. We'll go with the Jonas brothers. And Amy, are you also Jonas brothers or are you Jackson five? I think I'm Jonas brothers. Again, I feel like I just want to say like the Minutos and the Jackson Fives, I do think paved the way for everybody that we're talking about now. Um, and I I do wonder if we had this conversation in 10 or 15 years, we might look back and see the Jonas Brothers um, surpass boy the, the boy band genre um, in many ways, because I actually think that they have the opportunity to to you know to fly even further um also two of them married queens so that's true i just want to say that like if anybody cashed in on their boy band status at the right time it was the jonas brothers fair point that's actually a very i feel bad for kevin's wife no you got that that jonas bonus (laughs) (laughs) um i do not feel like Kevin's wife is is Danielle, correct? Is that yeah. she's she's isn't she a queen too? I mean, listen, she's probably the smartest woman that's ever walked the planet. Like, let's be honest. I mean, she met a boy and was like, "I think you're going places. I'm gonna hang out." <laughs> so she did, and they're great. And then and then she became best friends with Sophie Turner and Priyanka Sheep. Chopra. Uh, uh, Chopra. Chopra. Thank you. So, like, Jonas. she's doing great. She is. Danielle she is. Jonas. And I have to say, I'm, I'm not terribly mad at from them advancing. My only main argument is with the Jackson 5 um, from a standpoint of being a crossover act. Like, they, there was nothing like the, the Jackson 5 at that time. Like, they came out and they gave the African-American community, like their version of a boy band. It did not happen. It did not exist prior to that. And, you know, they were out there kind of like the Osmonds, like Catherine was out there sewing these colorful jumpsuits. They had killer choreography. They were working their asses off. And their songs crossed over even into, especially into white audiences with like a huge, they had four consecutive number one hits on the Billboard Top 100, which is huge. That was the first act to have that happen. Um, it is a bit of a history that is tarnished, though, not just because of the Michael stuff. Let's separate that because it happened after the band. But like Joe was kind of a mm, I have to choose my words very carefully here. He was uh, putting his family into um, a lot of situations that maybe were not great for the kids and they did not have childhoods and whether or not they wanted that is highly debatable. I just watched the Janet Jackson documentary that was on A&E wanted more, but got what I got. Um, 
and she like they bend over backwards to be like you know i didn't understand my father at the time but you know now i really respect what he did for us and, and how he instilled this work ethic and i'm like that really sounds like you are making excuses for your abuser and so I can be okay with us advancing the Jonas Brothers, even if I think historically the Jackson Five is more important to the history of boy bands. But regardless, I think without that tarnish, we would yeah. possibly be talking about the Jackson Five like we were talking about the Beatles, where they got to a point where it went beyond being a boy band. Fair. Fair point. So we will advance the Jonas Brothers. And with that, we are at the end of round two. We are going to take a quick break while we argue over which one of us is the Rango of this Fab Four. It's totally me. And we will be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Put away that copy of Tiger Beat because we're back for round three of our best boy band debate. Before we get to the Elite Eight matchups, I want to ask my panel, how can total strangers pledge their undying love to you on social media? Amy, where can they find you? Um, So if you want to see my adorable children, I would tell you to follow me on Instagram and Amy Pilot. Um, if you want to hear my opinions, you can follow me on Twitter. Um which I recently changed my name, so I should tell you exactly what it is. It's Amy SP83. Um, and if you want to do 90s rides with me, you can follow me on Peloton at Amy Spins83. Oh my God, I love that. That's an that sounds awesome. amazing. Yes, right? Now I want to get a Peloton. I prepared for this for this panel by doing a 30 minute pop ride where Cody Rigsby's theme was must be on the cover of tiger beat. Yes. That's incredible. That is amazing, Amy. And now I I genuinely want to get a Peloton to do this with you. I would die, but it sounds amazing. (laughs) Um, Bob, what about you? Cody Rigsby, the like boy band equivalent of Peloton instructors, right? That is actually Um, the best definition. And he I'm going to tag him in this episode and he's going to. Um, So I, sorry, um, back to this. If you want to talk to me about how much you love Hanson, like me, um, or if you want to talk about the thirst trap account of Ashley Parker angel on Instagram, um, you can find me at Disney Bob on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, If one, I'm, I'm feeling like I got, I I made the wrong choice. We just got an echelon bike, which I feel like is the 98 degrees of. Um, it was a good deal. But anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter where you can see my hot takes for low stakes and my all my Wordle scores at C-M-Y-K-A-R-A on Twitter. Great. And you can find me at Eric Resniak on Twitter and Instagram. That's E-R-I-C-R-E-Z as in zebra, S as in snake, N as in Nancy, Y-A-K. Or just message at Great Pop Culture Debate on Insta or at Culture underscore Debate on Twitter. So now that that's out of the way, let's move on to round three before we age out of this episode and we're replaced by younger, cheaper podcasters. So the Elite Eight. First up, we have NSYNC versus the Monkees. We're going to go to around the horn here. Uh, is anyone voting for the Monkees? Uh, Amy. No. Kara. I'm 
torn only because there's like <sighs> it's that whole time like that era thing where it's like I don't know in my brain there should, there should be some sort of like equal representation between the eras and I feel like if we already have the Backstreet Boys who we really haven't even talked about and we haven't talked about NSYNC either um, that's representation for that era and of the, the better of the two clearly is the Backstreet Boys I mean that's just fact so <laughs> not fact uh, I will we'll say get there we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> We'll we are there. not going to have equal representation regardless. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because it's all that, you know, it's the, the monkeys, the monkeys walked so that everybody else could, you know, run that whole thing again. Uh, I don't know. Someone else talk. If it makes you feel better, I'm pretty sure that, Bob, you're in sync, right? Well, let me just say this. There's some there's some very interesting pieces to this because I consider both of these boy bands. There's a manufactured quality to it. They're very much pop bands. Um, You know, I think they check boy band boxes. Um, So if you want to talk about who's the better band, I guess it's probably the Monkees. But I guess from a phenomenon perspective, I would give it to NSYNC. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. It feels, again... I mean, this doesn't feel as weird as O Town over the Beatles. Yes, <laughs> it's the ninety-eight degrees version of O Town versus. <laughs> I All love right. that recurring joke. It works. I'm sorry, Amy. <laughs> I, listen, I, I that's okay. I I know where ninety-eight degrees falls, um, and as long as we don't lose in sync here, I'm I'm fine. No, it looks like we're unanimous. NSYNC goes to the next round, and I believe we are also unanimous in our decision to move forward. Backstreet Boys over One Direction. Is anyone voting for 1D here? Absolutely not. I'm going to stick with the band that's still together. And Amy? That's that's rough. Um, But yeah, that's that's sad for One Direction. They had a lot of... They, they were going places. but it, And they went places. They, they just did. went them separately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah different directions. <laughs> Um, They're all very good musicians individually. They are. They're in several directions. And I think this this is coming up to in the next battle also as well, New Kids on the Block versus O-Town. We mentioned this briefly in the, in the uh, first round. O-Town and One Direction both were formed through talent competitions. So every member of those acts could perform, every one of them. There was no like the one that you're dragging along because he's like friends with that guy over there and you need to have a fifth dude on there. Like that's just the rules. Um, all of the One Direction and O-Town boys are genuinely talented. So New Kids versus O-Town, uh, I know which way Amy's going. Bob, where are you going? I'm going to go with New Kids on the Block. I think O-Town is in the mix with two other juggernauts in their in their arena. And, you know, New Co- New Kids is more that germination of, of the boy band. So it's got to be New Kids. Kara? New Kids. And finally, it's Boys to Men versus Jonas Brothers. I'm going to start with Kara. Oh, I'm having trouble making decisions. I guess with all the arguments that led up to this, when we put these two together, now I'm feeling like the more the uh, the more boy band of the two would be. Um, I wasn't all for, all for one. That's not what we're talking about. Nope. Boys to Men. Sorry, there's a number in the middle, and I got confused. The, the one that's more boy band would be boys to men. And so that's where I think I'm going for this round. All right, Bob. I would actually agree with the exact opposite of that, even though earlier in these rounds, when it came to the Jonas brothers, I, you know, was arguing that they, you know, were, they considered themselves a pop rock band, but I think there has to be more of that for me, for the boy band piece, it has to be more of that kind of pop 
poppy earworm, um, flash in the pan sort of kind of quick, quick in and out sort of fix. Um, I don't know that I, I think it's the Jonas Brothers in the in this in this pairing. Amy? I love that we flipped, right, <laughs> Amy? Um, I I'm struggling here. Um, I wasn't going to move them forward before, but I, I I I do think it's boys to men here. I think it's boys to men. I think that as we've discussed, that the Jonas Brothers might not consider themselves a boy band. They are mm-hmm. musicians, and they will probably transcend this this bracket at some point in their careers. Um, and actually I think they probably all have in some, in different ways. Boys to men was recently featured themselves on the ABC boys band Christmas special. So they very much still attach themselves to this genre. And I think are the boy band to be moved forward. I love that you keep going back to that Christmas special as an argument because I looked at that Christmas special and said, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> and then that is that is me. Um. But what's more boy band than that? Because every one of those guys was like, I'm paying my mortgage off this year. Like that's, yeah. that's how it works. Which was our argument against NKOTBSB earlier. Just saying. And, and oh, I also I, want... Go ahead, Amy. Sorry. I was going to say, I think that there's a slight difference in, and I love me some new kids on the block, not BSB, but I like new, I love new kids on the block. I love boys to men. I like them capitalizing on the nostalgia of being a boy band. (laughs) I don't want to see them trying to reinvent themselves as anything else. Listen, I think the Jonas Brothers if they don't continue on their journey um, as powerful musicians, like we said, they married well. They're going to do just fine as so Mr. Sophie Turner. So, like, he doesn't need, they don't need to be coming back for boy band specials in 15 years. And they all have, well, except for Kevin, um, Joe has DNCE, uh, which is a great band. Like it's, it's more of an actual, like aggressive pop band. And I mean, Nick has had quite a good solo career, frankly, he's, he's had some really great songs. So they've all acted a little bit too. Yeah. I think they're all going to do quite well. Um, for me, I think boys to men is the easy answer here. They, they absolutely consider themselves a boy band. And if anything, they're like, why are we not getting more credit for being the boy band juggernaut that we are? Like we are the ones that inspired NSYNC and Backstreet Boys to a very large degree. And like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys will tell you that. that that's not even like talking right. about school. So um, with that said, I believe we're three to one for Boys to Men, giving us a final four of NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys, New Kids versus Boys to Men. I believe those are all four one seeds. Are they not, Bob? Uh, sorry. Uh, yes. Um, yes. So NSYNC and Backstreet Boys is going to be the slugfest to end this episode. Like, I'm going to hold off on that one. I'm going to do New Kids versus Boys <laughs> to Men first. Amy, I'm guessing you're going with New Kids here. Sorry, I'm taking a lot of silent pauses here because I'm really, I'm, I'm having internal struggle. But um, yeah, I'm going to go New Kids. I'm going to go New Kids here. Okay, that's fair. Bob, you're going with New I, Kids here. It's New Kids by a mile for me. Kara. This one's hard because I think, like, I'm familiar with with both, like, you know, both bands. 
but I feel like I just ended up listening to more boys to men than new kids because I think I was just a little bit shy of the age where people were getting really into new kids like I think I was in third grade so I knew about them I think I had a pencil case with them on it but I wasn't like I didn't have the access to the music the same way um but for me like I don't know this is hard it is hard a lot it's it's it is a but I think who's the it came up earlier it's like new kids on the block there was that that desert of boy bands for you know was it a decade decade and a half we mm-hmm. were talking about yeah and they're the prototype that the slugfest um is going to be based off of they are although so i uh, recently there was a documentary on netflix called this is pop and the first yeah. episode is on boy bands but it was really mostly about um, boys to men and boys to men like they had clips in there in which NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are just like oh we were absolutely influenced by boys to men like we we want to sound like that we want that sound um, and you can argue whether or not they achieved that um, but I, I will give new kids the edge you mentioned I had a new kids pencil case I don't think they made boys to men pencil cases no and- but I also but I think that you know I think there's you know the great american problem with racism racism too where it's like yeah. well, we're not gonna make pencil a pencil case for a you know a, a band fronted by you know uh black men yeah. you know the kids don't want that they want these fresh fresh-faced boston boys and that's- so I, I feel weird using that as a as a metric for sure and literally in that episode they say point blank they're like we were culturally huge like we had let me i actually wrote this down hold on for a second um end of the road was at number one on the billboard 100 for more than three months straight i'll make love to you in one straight day went on to be even more successful topping the charts for nearly four months apiece they broke records like literally they were inescapable in that like 92 93 time like you could not listen to the, the radio without hearing them and then they said like and then all of a sudden we were gone because suddenly these white boy bands came in and their posters were all over everybody's walls and they're like funny enough we didn't have posters why do you think that was and i was like yeah, yeah that's 100 percent true 100 percent. so it's really difficult because you're talking about from a cultural musical standpoint which one has the bigger impact i'm gonna say boys to men from a commercial standpoint and in terms of a phenomenon i don't know if boys to men has the edge here I really don't. I think NKOTB, but maybe it's because I wasn't in that community. I didn't see the type of lavish, insane, like screaming for boys to men the way I saw with NKOTB. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amy, you said you saw them at the Jingle Balls. Was Did you find that the crowd's reaction was on par with your new kids' concerts? I did see the the new kids as as an adult, um, but new kids. I mean, I, I do think it was very different. I think even as again as somebody who had a new kids on the block betting, I don't think that boys to men betting was ever offered to me. They weren't. There were no pillows. Like that just wasn't. Whereas it was almost assumed that I would have NKOTB merchandise. Um, boys to men wasn't the same way. I, I think that there, I think it would 
widely, I mean, I, I don't want to go, I'm not, I'm not comparing boys to men to the Beatles. I want to make that very clear right now, <laughs> but from a, a, a musical standpoint, I mean, there's no question here. Like there's not, there's not even a discussion that boys to men is clearly a more musically talented group of people who, you know, absolutely deserve more praise than, um, Jonathan Knight. Um, <laughs> but like, from, again, it, it depends on where you're, how you're judging your bracket. What's, what, what's your, what are your metrics here? And I think that's a great way to look at it is if we've already nixed the Beatles, because we feel that this, the, that is not what a boy band is. A boy band is something that is disposable. It has a very specific place in time. It is a highly commercialized collection of young men who were put together strictly for the purpose of selling records and posters and making teen girls lose their minds for a generation then it's easy to give it to new kids here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, with that, cav- that caveat, I can go for new kids. Um, but I will add the asterisks, like, Boyzman definitely has better songs. Um, and I say that as, like, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I, I wasn't gung-ho on the NKOTB train right when they came out because I just didn't get to listen to them a lot. But for, the, for whatever reason, I know a lot more... Um, Boys to Men songs, like when I was listening to them this week, I was like, oh yeah, I'm like they a lot of them remind me of summer because I think I just listened to more music on the radio, like when, when I was out of school. But oh god, that's so so old listening to music on the radio. Yeah, I, li- Boy, <laughs> Boys to Men is like a multiple Grammy Award winning yeah. group where they're too good for boy bands. Yeah, right. Again, they're not the Beatles, but they're they're also just not a throwaway boy band. Yeah. Bob, you want to say something? There's something more serious to take about, I think, when it comes to boys to men. You can take them more seriously as artists. You can take them more seriously as saying, yeah, they're a group of boys in a group. They're they're a band of, of, of boys, right? But, you know, their songs are great. Their songs have quality. There's something, again, if I'm going to continue to define what this is to be a boy band and what would make a great boy band or the best boy band, there has to be an absolutely ridiculous quality to some of your lyrics, your songs, your, I'm listening to this, but isn't it funny that I'm listening to this? Cause did you hear these lyrics? You're going to say, I want it that way. And nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about throughout your whole song. Right. Um, I assumed they were I, ordering a Burger King. Well, they were, <laughs> they were associated with Burger King at the time. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so they had um, toys and I had them all. And I, I think it's kind of, I think they're great. I have a coworker who reveres boys to men like I would revere NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. Um, but I don't, I guess maybe I, I wasn't, it just wasn't what appealed to me at the time or it was like that. I don't, I don't have that same experience, um, you know, because I'm a white guy. Um, but I, I think it, it kind of is a, is a blemish on boys to men to, to move them forward over NKOTB is considering them a boy band based on kind of our definitions and, and kind of how we're, how we're talking about them. I don't there, know. There is a seriousness and an earnestness to them yes. that is lacking in the other three in this final four. And I also, but I do think we just have to like put a face on it and say that like, frankly, boys to men was robbed of the posters and the pencil cases mm-hmm. and the sheet sets because flat out fucking racism like honestly maybe they could have had the same type of like 
impact on t- if they'd been in Tiger Beat, but they still did have a tremendous impact and, and they made a lot of amazing music. But I think we we are advancing new kids. Do you think, that, just a quick question, do you think like if they had made those things, do you think that their fans would have said, what the fuck is this? Like, why would I want a fucking pencil case? Maybe. And I do think the average Boys to Men fan was probably not, I mean, a, a late teenager girl, prom era teenage girl, absolutely. A 12 year old girl? I don't know. And I think that's kind of like the the target age for new kids and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I mean, I watched TRL. I saw who was out on that street. Yeah. And also, like, you know, they were, they were a little bit older. And so there wasn't like a goopy, weird song dancing around what they were saying. One of their songs is straight up, I'll make love to you. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> that's a very mature topic. Teenagers do <laughs> yeah. not make love. They bang it out, saying- which is a no-count song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, you know, it's that that Patton Oswalt joke where it's like when you ha- if you can't say the gross thing and you say a different word at all, it makes it sound worse. Like, you know, and you're like, I'm gonna put my dipsy do in your hoo ha. It's like that just sounds worse. Like that's the person that you just said the actual thing. Exactly. And that's and then you get O Town. Then you get O Town. God bless them. So it looks like we are advancing new kids here. Um, the the Battle of the Night, NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys. Okay, uh, get in your corners. So I believe on Team Backstreet, we have Kara and Bob. And I believe on Team NSYNC, it's me and Amy, correct? Yes. Those are the battle lines. So I'm going to start by allowing Team Backstreet Boys to go first. Kara or Bob, who's going to lead? Kara, you want to go first? I'll go first. Go. Yeah, go first. Um, I'll go first, like the way the Backstreet Boys did, because they were formed at least two years before Insane. Oh, I'll check that argument off of my list. Thank you for making it. Uh, <laughs> and I think and the rest of their career was sitting at the top, swatting down the wannabes. Um, I like the Backstreet Boys, like when we talk about sexual awakening, some of it was like, you know, when people meant like 90 Degrees or NKOTB. It was definitely the Backstreet Boys, and mine was even delayed a little bit till like I the the craziness around when Millennium came out, the you know like the the ice blue cover art and everything with I want it that way, and that was one of the first times Kevin Richardson got a solo, and like when his deep voice just starts does the like the breakdown in the middle of that song, oh my god, girl, I done flooded my basement. That is one good sounding man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he does sound good. He's oh, he was my favorite. I don't know I, the so the, we were dunking on the older ones in the group, and I was like, not Kevin Richardson. He's different though. He's not balding. Um, <laughs> he has a Caesar yeah, haircut. <laughs> he's a haircut and really good facial hair. It wasn't a chin strap. Um, they're a good. They, it was a I, what I think they did bet. Like I feel like in sync the mix like of the different types of boys like NSYNC leaned into some of it a little too hard like I feel like you could sit there and kind of draw the parallels and kind of like oh this one's this one this one's that one <clears throat> but it's like I feel like AJ the response to AJ in NSYNC is like Chris with the weird hair and yep. stuff and I was like you're missing the mark like this is yep. just nope this one baked a little too long and it's not that good they all have amazing voices they are in, they are incredible performers where I will give it to InSync a bit more is that InSync I think was better dancers in their videos. Mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys didn't do a ton of dancing, not really a lot. I mean, outside of, of um, everybody, Backstreet's back, 
that but when we think of that that is like if you put that on someplace everybody starts doing like the little frankenstein hands or whatever like it's even kind of referenced in um in canto when they do the when they're doing the top song now we don't talk about bruno he does the little weird backstreet move when he's talking about bruno being a creep um they're just, like they they like nkotb happened and it kind of went away for a little bit it was a you know a shorter dip than that time before nkotb but it's like they brought boy bands back with a vengeance like it was just like they took over the world um they had every sort of merch available one of the weirdest pieces of merch i owned i don't does everyone remember the big dog brand like they just made shirts yep. with like i had the bark street boys like they made a backstreet boys <laughs> version of that and I ordered it out of a catalog that was sent to my house. Um, <laughs> they were just everywhere. I used to sit, I worked at a camp in the summer because I, like, I was old enough to have a job, but still super into this stuff. And I would, I, the, the, we had a bus that would come and it would pick me up. I was the bus counselor too. And I would like have VH1 in the mornings on because they would just play videos. Because again, this is a time before YouTube. Like if you wanted to see the thing you liked, you had to hope it came on TV while you were watching. And I would just sit there until the absolute last minute I could be there to leave the house in hoping that a video would come on for them. And like sometimes, you know, you'd get um, quit playing games with my heart. I mean, like I, I just I just transported back to my dad's apartment, like catching that and like looking at the clock on the wall to make sure I still had time because I didn't want to miss a second of it. They were just it, it, you, it, it, crazy fandom, incredible vocals. The nonsense lyrics that we love in boy bands and just very like and they've had this kind of weird staying power like you know some people have left and they've come back um yeah i bob i'll turn it over to you i'm just getting very verklempt well, well let that's me, fine let me, i i just can't. let oh, me have amy oh. counter and then i'll have sure okay. absolutely by amy, all means let's hear it for team in sync let's hear it for the boys okay so i think we've talked a lot about you know, band boy bands that that were there so that the others could could fly. You know, you have to you have to crawl before you could walk. Um, yes, Backstreet Boys might have come first. That doesn't mean they're better. Um, everything you could do, I could do better. Um, like JC, better version of Kevin, Justin Timberlake way better version of the tall blonde guy oh well, i'm sorry That's well okay. well hold on <laughs> oh, Kara. you all had That's you had your me. moment you, listen i i shut my mouth for a really long time there but like ever they in sync danced better their songs were boppier there were more of them that were big hits honestly i really think so and they have longer than longevity like they didn't need to come back as nkotbsb they are just in sync like they didn't need to make a comeback they had their moment they lived their best lives and joey fatone and lance bands are just making fabulous tiktok videos for everyone to enjoy for nostalgia because their mortgages are paid for they have succeeded in everything they set out to do. Um, I, 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 I really, I mean, they have performed with Elton, with Stevie Wonder, with Aerosmith. They even performed with Michael Jackson. Um, 
eight Grammy nominations. Like, you name it, they did it in the time that they were around. And then they can just sit on their throne as the best boy band ever, and we could all move on. All right. Compelling arguments. Bob, your turn to counterpoint. You're you're right. And Sync will never come back because Justin Justin Timberlake will not have it. Um <laughs> so, so the Justin destroying other women's careers. Yes. The Backstreet Boys versus the Justin Timberlake band. Okay, let's go. So we have the Backstreet Boys, which came first, and we have NSYNC that was riding on their coattails and saying, oh, we want a piece of that. Let's quick go in, grab our piece of the pie and get out. Um, We have the Backstreet Boys with, oh, let's see, nine studio albums. We have NSYNC with only four. Does anybody, who can tell me the second album that NSYNC released? Anybody? Um, No strings attached. No, it's actually home. It's actually home for Christmas. Their second album was a Christmas album. Backstreet Boys hasn't released a Christmas album. Actually, they're going to release one this year, but it's going to be their 10th studio album because, you know, 25% of NSYNC's albums are Christmas albums. Um, So when we talk about the um, who has better songs or who has better albums, we talked about Millennium. Kara brought up Millennium, you know, Millennium sold 24 million copies. The most popular um, album that NSYNC sold, uh, No Strings Attached, was 14 million copies. Um, Millennium is considered one of the greatest selling records of all time. It's in the in the top echelons of, of that. They beat Whitney and many Whitney albums um, with the amount of copies that they sold of that, of Millennium itself. Um, let's talk about their singles. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten really hot um, pop singles that that charted and were really played on the radio. Mm, I can only find five from NSYNC, and most of them are Justin Timberlake songs, if you ask me. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Um, I, I love just, that I Bob just, is the numbers guy. This yeah, is crazy, Bob. I just get out and get emotional, and Bob's like, I've got facts. He's got the receipts. I just, I, I cannot, I, I made that. I talked about NKOTB being that kind of, from the timeline perspective, they really started to define that, that business model, or like they were the first real, realization of that business model. And uh, Backstreet Boys came in and said, that's really cool what you did. This is how you really do it. And NSYNC, you know, they're all they're within the same time frame, which makes it really tough, right? Because they're they're within years of one another. Backstreet Boys came first. NSYNC was from the very beginning, you knew what was going to happen with NSYNC. That guy, Justin Timberlake, is the star. He will soar and NSYNC will fade into obscurity. Um, I, I I just can't I I get it. If you say to somebody, oh, name me some boy bands, you're probably going to get the NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys mix. But Backstreet Boys are a boy band to the bitter end. They are continuing with it today. They're the ones that were pulled in to be be in the um, closing credits of This Is The End, that movie with singing um, I Want or I Want It That Way or Everybody. Um, everybody. And I think that's a moment, too, because like, you're going to go for that gag. Like that, They needed a really clear boy band pop song that kind of like goofy means nothing world is ending who cares you're in heaven now or whatever what's going to make this party and they didn't choose NSYNC they chose Backstreet Boys and they would never be able to choose NSYNC because Justin won't have it so I just I can't I get it that you know there's there's some more accolades from an awards perspective on the NSYNC side but you know I think the Guinness Book of World Records for Joey Fatone and Super 8 Motels for the world's largest pillow fight just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> so, okay. And just uh, as far as conglomerates, 
NSYNC has paired up with other boy bands. The other boy band they've paired up with is the Backstreet Boys, and the billing is Backsync, not N Street. So, okay, these are all very intense arguments. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm coming in now, Amy. If that's okay, I'm tagging in. Um, so here's my thing. Number one, let's compare the names. Backstreet Boys means nothing. NSYNC, in case you did not know, are actually the last letters of the first names of all of the members. With the exception of Lance, because there was a different guy who was in the group at first, and the only reason they let Lance join was because the members convinced their manager that his full name was Lanston. That's hilarious, and that is a great name for a boy band. Uh, I'm just going to go out there and say that. Um, you do make a good point about the fact that Justin will never let NSYNC reunite, So, but... Does that make them a worse band? I don't know. Let's talk girl groups. The girl, the the Spice Girls can never reunite because uh, uh, Victoria will never do it. Does that make them any less than any other girl group? The Supremes will never actually reunite because Diana Ross doesn't need them. Does that make them any less than any other girl group? I find that argue fallacious uh, and not fallatio. That's another O Town song. Um, yeah. Um, also, Beyonce. Beyonce, thank you. Yeah, like Destiny's Child is never going to reunite because I, I don't think like you guys are using it as a a negative that NSYNC launched Justin, whereas I look at it as a positive. To counter Bob's argument, I never thought that NSYNC was a Justin Timberlake band. If anything, I wanted, I thought it was Justin and JC leading NSYNC. Then you had Lance and Joey kind of like the goofy brothers. And I don't know what Chris was doing. Like literally, I have no concept of what Chris was doing at any time. That's irrelevant. Because at the same time, you had AJ over in the Backstreet Boys. And pound for pound, NSYNC is cuter. I'm saying it. Amy, am I right? Yes. No, no, because you have like, if we have an equal number, yes, me, equal number yes. of members, but you guys got Chris. So well, you got Chris, but you have AJ. It's so true. let's pull those out. You have Howie. Uh, AJ is not the ugliest of the group. Who's who's okay? <laughs> let, 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 let's say it. Who is? Oh wait, not the ugliest, but least hot. I think it's Howie. But he ra- he raised a lot of awareness for Lucas, and that's doing good for the world. Okay. Like Howie and that jaw that could chisel steel. Like, um, whereas we have over on Team and Sync, Justin, like, and I was not even part, uh, like, a fan of ramen hair era Justin, but he's aged very nicely. He's grown into it. Um, JC had some very troubling hair and facial hairstyles during the late 90s and early 2000s. This must be acknowledged. But on the whole, he's a very attractive man. Um, Lance is not my cup of tea, but you know, if you're looking for generic twink, you have him. For the bear community, we have Joey. You guys have got a lot of like sevens, I guess. Maybe that's generous. Nick is that's, ob- some, that's some dookie, Eric. I'm calling you out on it. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick is higher. <laughs> Nick and Kevin are higher than a seven. Okay, but the rest of them sevens max. Max. No. Uh-oh. But Brian okay, is up there. I, I would also like. I mean, I again, I Eric said it, but like, I don't think that Justin Timberlake's success is is to be counted against them. Like, you are as good as your. If we're gonna say that the Beatles were great, some of them had individual success, right? Like, can I can I just Jackson say five was great? You're gonna say Michael Jackson had some individual success. You're as great as your greatest member, like. I, I mean, I know you could say it as both ways, but there's no greatness. Sorry. No, it's Justin, the Justin Timberlake thing isn't necessarily this big, I guess, knock against it. It's it's from the perspective of like, they just can't, the, Backstreet Boys is still going and they're still popular and stu- still people still 
enjoy them, are, are um, entertained by them, all of those things. And, and NSYNC just, it, it can't. And I think that's, I, I guess, to your point, Eric, does it make them better or worse? Maybe, maybe not. But I, I just think we're talking about the best boy band. And to me, when you have Backstreet Boys with 1 billion views with on I Want It That Way on YouTube and Bye 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 at 285 million, See, that just makes no sense to me because also from a strictly, and I didn't even talk about this, the song. Three of the, three of the top 10 search results when you search NSYNC on YouTube are Backstreet Boys videos. Continue. But like, I don't like, all that says to me is that people have terrible taste because the NSYNC songs are better than the Backstreet Boys songs. They are. Bye, bye, bye. Way I better. I think more Backstreet Boys songs are better than NSYNC songs. Backstreet Boys. When you get to some of the deep cuts on the like the NSYNC, the ones that don't make like the singles, they are dog shit. But there are still some good. That's true. There are still some good bops in the in the 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 non-singled BSB songs. It's funny. That I can think- listen. I can listen to all of Millennium from beginning to end and never have to skip a song. I can't say exactly. the same for No Strings Attached. Like for me, the Backstreet Boys, even their greatest hits, with the exception of everybody, are these mid tempo, it's elevator music. Like, honestly, it, the, and whereas like NSYNC has like those are bops, those are songs that are well produced, well crafted, get me going. I find them exciting. Their videos are way better. It's not even a competition, everybody being the exception again. The rest of the Backstreet Boys videos are them in very long, oversized sh- white shirts, standing on an airport, or like just and like NSYNC is out there in fucking doll boxes, and like, like they're doing the damn thing. It's um. Just- Let's let so that's one video, but we also have the everybody video where they're monsters in a haunted mansion and larger than life where they're on like spacecraft. Tearing up my heart is not a good music video. Okay, but it's a great I, I, song. Sure, but so is as long as you love me and I want it that way. And everybody, larger than life, all I have to give, shape the of my heart, I, show me the meaning of being lonely, sh- quit playing games with my games with my heart, shape I, of my heart. Oh. Bob, how? Oh, please help! This now you're getting personal. I was gonna say this. This topic has the potential to destroy a thirty year friendship. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're talking five five big hits from NSYNC, and you have all these others that. Okay, continue. Sorry. No, I wasn't saying anything. Uh, um, that's my dog having opinions. He can't <laughs> believe this argument is happening because it's gonna be me. Like it. It is like it's. That's a Justin Timberlake song. I am so sorry. That is a Justin Timberlake but song. But like, but again, Destiny's Child. Like, it's a Beyonce song. Like, you could you could say that for. I wouldn't minute. argue that Beyonce that Destiny's Child is the best girl group. I, I don't. I don't think you can hold Justin Timberlake's success against the group. I think that he is a product of the best boy band, the same way that Michael Jackson is a product of the Jackson Five. Like, he. He is, he, he personally, my, my dog is very upset about this. He <laughs> personally, like he's feeding so off your energy. Here's, here's the thing. If it is a tie, which it is, and they are both one seeds, technically the top seed would win. NSYNC is the top seed over Backstreet Boys. However, because I'm not going to do that in a final four matchup. There is a good argument that was made regarding the massive differential between YouTube views, 
album sales, etc., which I had not I truly believe in my core that NSync has better music and has better band members and frankly even a better name and better music videos. But I can't argue against those numbers when it comes to Backstreet Boys' success. So because we are already over an hour and a half with this episode <laughs> and it has to end. I am well, I'm not to... tired. We can keep going. We want to go down your throat. I can't. Can we do a whole episode just on this? <laughs> I can't. But but Amy, also I would say to you, you have 50% of the final final two right now. So that should be something to hold on to. Yeah, listen, my my final two when I did this was New Kids and NSYNC and that making that decision was heart wrenching for me. Um, So but 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 I do to me, this is this is the whole episode, like the fact that we're here right now. This is the episode. Nothing matters. should be final two. Yes, this should be the final two. Like, it's very unfortunate the way this fell out, because this is the final two. Like, I really think that if you surveyed a hundred people in our general age bracket, this is, this is, this is the boy band conversation. I agree. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, let's pause. Does new kids beat any, uh, either of these two Kara? Does no. new kids beat either? No, Bob, nope. Nope. Not, not, not anywhere close. <clears throat> I, Amy. For, for, for me. Yeah. Because I will forever be in like, it's, it's the same as the giants and the Patriots for me or the Yankees and the Red Sox. You're either, you're either in sync, your Backstreet Boys. And if you're not getting in sync, you're getting whoever's against the Backstreet Boys. I respect that. I do. Um, so these arguments are obviously extremely intense and uh, my gallbladder was already trying to jump out of my body last week uh, and it's doing it again. No, but in all seriousness, um, we know that this is what it was going to come down to. We, we all knew. Again, understanding that this is true for our generation, our cultural backgrounds, these two were the defining ones for our time period. Um, I know that Amy is never going to change. Amy is dead set on and sync and i will say that i agree from a there i find their music to be better i find them to be cuter and i think that um the fact that they spun out a megastar on their own is a is a benefit however bob and kara are also not going to change they are deadlocked and in this case i have to like take a step back and say we have to finish the episode and i can um defer to actual data and the actual data does tell me that Backstreet Boys is more popular even though I checked and NSYNC did receive one more vote on the ballot than Backstreet Boys did so with that being said I will swap my vote and I know that Amy is very unhappy with me right now Amy will you ever be able to forgive me I will forgive you I have not swapped my vote and, and I don't expect you to ever. I expect it to be three to one to advance and uh, Backstreet Boys to the final between Backstreet Boys and New Kids. Amy, I'm going to guess you're going with New Kids here. I'm I'm going with New Kids strictly in full support of NSYNC. It's it's like a an absentee ballot almost. No, that's not what an absentee ballot is. It's a vote in protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm the like this is the Green Party vote right now. <laughs> she's going for a third party this is why democracy doesn't work um bob don't blame me i voted for Kodos. Uh, exactly. i'm i'm going to vote backstreet boys in full support of backstreet boys <laughs> and kara 
I am voting Backstreet Boys because I have, I'm voting Backstreet Boys tattooed over my heart. And I will vote Backstreet Boys between New Kids and Backstreet Boys. I do believe that Backstreet had had the bigger impact. Um, This is one of those ones that's going to be very divisive. Um, Amy may never speak to us again. And there's a good chunk of our listeners who may never listen to us again. But uh, there you have it. We decided to do this episode and we're going to have to pay the price. Right, Amy? I have a question. Yes. How can Backstreet be back when they've never left? Oh, there she goes. Amy, what about any parting thoughts? Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Uh, sorry, folks. There you have it. Our pick for the best boy band is the Backstreet Boys. Do you agree? Do you think we stepped out of sync? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. While you're there, make sure that you subscribe and follow the podcast so that you can hear what new debates are coming soon, vote in open polls, and even decide which topics we tackle next. I want to say thank you to my panel. I look forward to our reunion tour after one of us goes solo another finishes rehab and the others can't pay their mortgages and thank you for listening if you loved what you heard please consider supporting us on patreon where you can get even more exclusive content and get episodes a whole day early we hope you have a good one and remember everyone is entitled to their wrong opinions including people who stand the backstreet boys i did it amy i did it Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.